Welcome to another episode of the Writing Expensive Words podcast. On this show, we take a relational approach to turning readers into fans by using expensive words based on our emotions to write compelling stories. This way, instead of finding customers who read, we find friends and fans who will go on any storytelling path with us as we walk down the winding roads that make up our author journeys. Get ready to learn more about writing the story of your heart right now on Writing Expensive Words. Welcome to another episode of the Writing Expensive Words podcast. Today I am here, if you're watching live on YouTube, with my lovely husband, Travis. Hi there. Uh, For those of you who are listening, you can't see him, but he's pretty cute. Or you can hear my voice. Which is awesome. And pretend and never look at my image and just (laughs) make up an image in your mind. And then be really disappointed when you, <laughs> when you see that image in reality. He was gracious enough to come on the show today because today we are going to talk about embracing the struggle, uh, embracing suffering. I can't remember what I went with. I think embracing. I don't know. Embracing suffering. That's I think what, so. That's yeah. what it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have it in my show notes, but whatever. I'm not going to open it. Because today, I actually am going to put Travis on the spot quite a bit. Uh-oh. He didn't know that. No. But <laughs> but we're going to talk about what it's like when you reach a point in your career where you're like on the threshold of doing something really cool, mm. but um, you feel like you're dying inside. Yeah. What was that term that you used? Embracing suffering. No, no, no. no. The, the term yesterday, you were saying that artists use it. It's a... Uh, oh, um, uh, it's called the deep night of the soul. Oh yeah, that sounds like something an artist would say. Is that right? It's I like, gotta, I've got to look like, it up. It's like the most macabre <laughs> and melodramatic thing an artist would say. They're yeah, like, it was a deep night of the soul. Oh, sorry, it's the dark night. Oh, of the soul. okay, well, all right, dark. Uh, all right, so let's read. So. We're reading off of EckhartToll.com. Uh, have you ever experienced the dark night of the soul? And he says, yes, I have experienced it. It's a term used to describe what one could call a collapse of a perceived meaning in life. Mm. An eruption into your life of a deep sense of meaninglessness. That wow. sounds right, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> so basically what happens, and um, Austin Kleon talks about this in uh, his book, How to Steal Like an Artist, he has mm-hmm. a drawing of it, of course, because that book is really uh, illustrated. But it's like when you've been working on the project for a long time and it's like this peak that goes upward and then all of a sudden it drops all the way down to like below where the graph is mm-hmm. and it's the dark night of the soul. Yeah. And then it goes back up and you finish <laughs> the project. Mm. So it, it comes, uh, it can come for your career, but it can also come for each individual project. Could, would you say that the dark night of the soul is like when the cookies are baking, but you haven't, you can't and you eat can the cookies, smell them. but you can smell the cookies maybe? Um, or sure. maybe, maybe you can't smell the cookies and you're like, I don't know if the cookies are going to make, you know what it is? You know what it is? It's a souffle. Cause oh you're gosh. Like, Cause you're like... Man, I hope I did everything right. I hope, I hope, I hope it doesn't this, fall. I hope this meringue does not collapse. And you're just like, this is the dark night of the soul right here. I feel like the it's dark night the, of the soul, though, the is oven. like if it were to collapse <laughs> <laughs> and then like reinflate itself. It's collapsing. Maybe? Yeah, I've had a lot of dark night of the souls when it comes to cooking and baking. For sure. Yes. Yeah. Um, this conversation is making me want a cookie now. Yeah. Um, well, we're going to have it's pizza night. Oh, for yes, us, it's so. pizza night. 
Um, so, I mean, this is something that a lot of artists experience. I'm mm -hmm. playing with my watercolor. Yeah, I'm, I'm not an artist, but, I mean, you don't have to be an artist to experience it. It sounds like from what you're describing, that's like... It could be a life It's thing. like literally every person. If you're watching, you can see I have my new literary symmetry cup. If you're listening... Yeah, there. either way you look at it, it's it's correct. See, it's backwards. That's and right. Forwards. That's right. Man, whoever designed that. Because symmetry. Cool. Um, but yeah, it's one of those things that I think we all experience, but artists tend to experience it in a more intense way. And mm -hmm. I've talked about on the show a lot how I think that creative people feel things more strongly. Mm -hmm. Do you think that that's something you would agree with? Yeah. I, I think, though, if you, you know, you look at the definition of what creative is, I think. You know, a lot of people maybe would assume, you know, artists, like musicians, um, stuff like that. But I feel like, I, I do feel like everybody has some amount of creativity because I, I think of myself as a creative person. But I, no, you're I cannot. You're definitely a creative person. But I cannot. When you're like, I, I'm not an draw. artist. And that, I know. And that's one kind of, that's a very I know, but I also, kind of you know, I don't have good rhythm either. So, I mean, Timo obviously has your rhythm. He's talking about our youngest son. Yeah, who I, does have a natural sense? I of don't. Yeah, I don't. I. I. It's weird because I think of myself as a creative person, but I don't think of myself as a creative person. It's like this weird, like Schrodinger's creative. Well, person. you. <laughs> we could a creative talk, person and not a creative. No, person. you're a creative person. <laughs> what he's experiencing, ladies and gentlemen, is called imposter syndrome, which I've done a Maybe, whole episode you know, about. Yeah, no, if for yeah. real is. You're one of the most creative people I know. Like, Travis made this whole office. Like, there's a wall behind me where... I, I come up with interesting My things, cool sure. stuff is suspended by magnets. It's a mag wall. Because he made me a mag wall yeah, so I can change it cool. as much as I want. Yeah, um, I, I took pictures of it. Eventually, I'll probably put together something. <laughs> there, that's the thing is, Kristen pro is laughing because I, I never do anything on YouTube, even though I could probably have a very successful YouTube channel. I mean, I'm sure you could. But um, if you yeah. could like do two years of content right. consistently, that's yeah, yeah. the hard part. Yeah, that's. And true. I think that yeah, leads hate... into what we're talking about today. <laughs> yeah, I hate editing, so that's probably why. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but what? So, like, when it comes to regular um, writers or people who are interested in writing, um, what do you like? Because anyone can write, just like anyone can anyone cook. Anyone can cook. I know, Ratatouille yeah. reference. But anyone can write. Um, what do you think What do you think um, makes a create? you know, kind of, let's say sparks, right? The creativity. Puts them on that creative path. path. Because, look, you have normal person, not a writer. Like, okay. right? Normal person, went through school. Knows how to construct sentences and grammar. Can do English. Probably understand half of English grammar if you're a, if you're an American English person. Yeah, that's a little better. Um, uh, but like, what, what, at what point do you think they're like? I'm on the creative someone? path. Okay. For writing. Well, I think if you write at all, you're a writer. Uh, if you mm. if you listen to the show, watch the show, you know that. And by writing, you mean probably uh, not like texts. Yeah, like, like even no, that's text messaging. But like, I don't know. You, there's would you some... consider like, like I, I guess like, what I'm, what's like the short threshold? story. Yeah, short story, novella, novel. I mean, even like flash fiction, I would consider that to be writing, okay. and that's under mm -hmm. fifteen hundred words. It can mm -hmm. be anywhere from two hundred to fifteen hundred. Mm -hmm. I believe that's the definition. I'd hope. That's um, the definition, Kristen, since you're the writing expert. <laughs> I, I'm don't, not. I don't have everything memorized, but <laughs> yeah, I'm sure on some of my some blog posts somewhere. Sure. Actually, in my <laughs> new book, 
which is coming out like oh probably next week uh write fewer words tell better stories mm-hmm. i do talk about flash fiction and i do define what flash <laughs> fiction is but um my brain is a little bit scrambled but i would just uh, say anyone who feels the need to write even mm-hmm. if it's like in a journal i would consider them a writer right i know it's writing is is one of those like abstract, uh, like you, the knowledge is there, right? You yeah. can teach someone how to, you could watch Bob Ross or, or any other person, or you could watch uh, Julia Childs on how, how to cook. Right. So you can know those things, but until you actually put them into practice and start trying, then, I mean, you're really... Then you're, you're thinking about yeah, writing. Yeah, you're thinking yeah, about you're it. Thinking which about is, being which is a part of creativity. Like, like uh, um, what's his name uh, from... Uh, Mythbusters. Um, Adam Savage. Adam Savage talks a lot about the creative process, and he says, you know, uh, he's mentioned a lot of times, and I'm sure you're this way as well, or probably any person who's trying to create something. You think about it more than you're actually doing it. You know. Um, yeah, I definitely like you think yes. about writing. I think than about writing. writing all the time. If I'm quiet, yeah, I'm probably thinking about writing. That's true. Like we just went on a road trip. It was a sad road trip because it was a for a memorial service. Mm-hmm. But um, while we were on the road trip, if I was quiet, I was either in Velalorn with Ever and Dawn, or I was in unnamed city that I haven't decided yet. Uh, any, any town USA. <laughs> any town, no, it's like a big city USA. Any big city USA um, uh, with Franklin and Ioana, who okay. are my new characters yeah. for my serial podcast that uh, will be coming out mm. at some point. But, yeah, like, I was just thinking about them, and mm-hmm. I was thinking about what they're going to be up to the next time I sit down to mm-hmm. write about, you know, any of them. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm definitely always thinking about the stories. And, of course, I'm always thinking about you, listener, watcher, mm-hmm. because I'm thinking about the struggles that you're going through. And one of the reasons I wanted to have Travis on, who is, as you can tell, he's like a very intellectual person. I didn't know that when we first got married. I was wow. like, he's just really cute and nice. But then like after we were married for a while, I was like, wow, he has like really deep thoughts. Like he's a very intellectual person. That's true. Like th- I think about, think about the conversations yeah, we so, have. Huh? Like he'll listen I to podcasts want. while he's painting all day and then he comes home and it's like info dump on me and then yeah. I have to like but it's good because I get all the best parts from I like the learning. Yeah. I don't I don't read as much as I should, but um like I take in information in other ways. I enjoy uh conversation and, and you know, taking like podcasts. Well you yeah, do read articles a videos. lot. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He true. Do, what he sure. means is he doesn't read a lot of fiction. Was that fair? Yeah, that's true. Uh, pretty yeah, much fine. every time you read, you're reading nonfiction. <laughs> yeah, most of the time I know. I really shouldn't do that. Maybe I'd probably have a <laughs> you deeper can do, love for you can do whatever you want. If I if I got into fiction, because world building and like fa- uh, fantasy unlocks a, a large part of our brain, you know. Yeah, but you do that because yeah. you read science fiction. It's true. It's true. He listened to yeah. the whole, almost the whole Blake Crouch. Um, yeah. The. The forward series, series on yeah. Amazon. Mm-hmm. He missed the best one, which in my opinion is Emergency Scan. But not reading, only listening because yeah. the formatting in the book is like a nightmare. Because Maria's like, I don't know what's happening. And I looked at him like, eh. um, Anyways, so what I wanted to bring Travis on to talk about was that I've been kind of going through a dark, my dark night mm-hmm. of the soul with my writing courses not, because yeah. I've yeah. been working I've, I've on that. them since okay well like i tried to launch the right this way course mm-hmm. in october and i couldn't get 
through, like, I couldn't figure out Facebook, mm. which was changing at the time, and then now it's not working very well at yeah. all. And if you are a Facebook coach, please don't message me and be like, I know how to make it work. I know, like, some of you are still killing it. I don't have the energy for that. Um, but so I, I've been working. Uh, that didn't work out. And then I decided in December that I was going to follow Mike Shreve's Peaceful Profit One Book Millions Method. And I started writing that book. Mm -hmm. And I finished the book, right? I finished the book right. a while ago. Yeah. I was looking uh, through my receipts yesterday, and Maria edited it for me in March. Yeah, wow. March. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I'm <laughs> getting ready to launch it right now. Like, literally, I'm working on the funnel to launch it right now. I finished the audiobook. It's done. Like, I just need to get it in front of people. But I'm, like, hitting a wall. Mm -hmm. Would you say that? <laughs> Yeah, I, yeah, I think it's hard for you uh, because you have so many different things going. You're like not just a blacksmith. You're like an alchemist. You're like a woodworker. It's like you, you but not have, in real life. He just means yeah, like via just like I don't, yeah. It's like you're doing everything, a little bit of everything. You're like, oh, well, hey, maybe I'll do nonfiction. Oh, and hey, I'll do fiction. And hey, here's fantasy. Here's YA. Here's like yes. middle grade. Middle you know? grade. I'm like, oh my yeah. gosh, you know. It's true. <laughs> yeah, although I have been saying for years that you should get into short stories more because I think that that's a great way to craft, um, you know. And I have been writing more yeah. short stories. It's kind of like, right, I mean, uh, my dad had this axiom, take your worst subject and make it your best, you know. That's oh, my a, gosh. So a great way of. I actually quote his dad oh. <laughs> in my new book, and I talk about that uh, a yeah. lot because it's so important. I, I, you can look, yeah. look here so they can see yeah, your, keep... your beautiful blue eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a ham. Uh, I was just telling Travis to look at the camera because he's not at all. <laughs> I just like looking at myself. Myself. <laughs> but so I do talk about that mm -hmm. in my in my new book that's coming out. Mm -hmm. I talk about um, how your dad always used to say that. And uh, if you want to hear the whole story, of course, get the book. It's write fewer words, tell better stories, and it's coming out. Next week, you can find it on the Literary Symmetry website. Um, but I also talk about something he told me about that that you weren't around okay. for. What so, is it? Uh, I don't do know I have gonna, to get the you're book? You're gonna have to read the book. <laughs> do I have to buy the book out in <laughs> out in bookstores near you. No, it's not. This <laughs> fall, it's only digital. <laughs> it's only digital because there was just too many things I wanted to do, and so everything is set up digitally because I'm okay. giving. You, all, my listeners, my viewers, a ton of free, amazing stuff. So how can we... So back to what I was saying, right. though. I, I'm, like, in the dark night of my soul mm -hmm. as far as this program, this storytelling machine method, which mm -hmm. I've been working on since December. Yeah. And, uh, and Maria finished editing in March, but I've just been, like, pushing, pushing, pushing. You'll see. It's a lot of stuff that's mm -hmm. going to come out, but... Um, and I tested everything with actual human people. <laughs> so, uh, but, like, I'm really close, and I just feel like I'm dying a little inside. Mm. So um, I wanted to get your perspective because Travis has literally been watching me do this really yeah. hard, long thing. Uh, and I, I finally feel like... I am coming out of it a mm -hmm. little bit, mm -hmm. but the only way that I could get to that point was to embrace the suffering that I'm going through. Yeah. 
And so what is your perspective? Like, what have you noticed as I've been, like, up and down and going through this yeah. really long game sort of thing? Because that's what writing is, right? It's yeah. it's a long game. You can't, well, you can't, think, yeah. If it, you think about it, I mean, from my perspective, perhaps, like, uh, and and maybe other people feel this way too, but, uh, you know, I, I see writing for you um, as, like, a a teenage relationship right because it has its ups and downs and they're pretty high <laughs> and they're pretty low that's what i feel so it's like. an adolescent romantic I feel like relationship it's an adolescent romantic okay. relationship um although i don't really recommend those i don't recommend those for our kids yes um and but uh yeah i, I think i think of it like uh, it's a love it's something that you love you know otherwise you wouldn't yeah. do it you know i mean and and it, it requires passion you know writing requires love and that we've all read something or seen even just a, a synopsis that is just devoid of uh expense right your expensive expensive words it's devoid of expensive words or yeah or really meaning in general um you know and i've watched movies that are like that and i, I just and you feel gross boring. after me yeah. like you're it's like a waste of time gosh, give me that time back yeah. right it's our only yeah, unrenewable yeah. resource so i feel like it's it's hard because some people perhaps have a really good idea. Um, they have really good passion for a story, but maybe they just don't have the critical elements to make it. It's like any kid um, trying to do an arts and craft project because they have all of the same things that they someone have these grand who's, ideas. Uh-huh. Yeah, but they have all of the, the same materials that perhaps like a famous artist would have, but uh, they just don't have the technical skills to bring it together. Uh, but they have a story. That they want to kind of get to, you know, in in the purpose of the art, but they just don't have that thing. So I see you as someone who's going up and down, up and down. <laughs> it's hard because you know, I mean, when you love something that much, you you it's, <laughs> you know, um, what we, we <laughs> I, I say this about you. I guess I, I think I've said it about myself, but it's like. We said it about different things, like Greece. We'll be like, we love Greece, but it doesn't love us back. That yes, much. yeah, um, for sure. Like, and it's, when we it's were like that for you, um, like with writing. It's like you love writing, but yeah. writing just doesn't love you back sometimes. And obviously, what we mean by that is the material success to be able to keep on going. Right. Because you want you want some form of. Um, like feedback yeah or, or um right we want numbers like, we want sales yeah you some want, tangible yes, proof that what you're tangible, doing matters yeah some tangible um thing to to help us just to keep on going right right and a yeah. lot of times i feel like as writers we look to sales right yeah, we look yeah, at yeah. numbers and we're like yeah, oh am they, i hitting my numbers this month if not i'm a failure as a writer i yeah, suck numbers are yeah. usually always what we go to but Numbers aren't the thing because there are lots of people, um, there are lots of people out there, homeless, <coughs> um, that are going that are like. Oh my uh, gosh! You can't really... insult people on my show. You're gonna get me in trouble. No, I'm not insulting. I'm just saying, hey man, you know it's cool, but you know there's a lot of gimmicky people out there. There's nothing wrong with calling that out. I mean, because I mean we all see it. You know, you see it in Target and you see it in a lot of those places where there's just front and center, and you're like, oh wow, cool. Look, oh look. You know, yeah, uh, to where is, you can tell the numbers are the yeah. reason behind why they're doing. Yeah, it. there's a there's a, a good editor um, that that said it this way um, that like these like I I've been thinking about it because 
And I don't think that these are generational books, right? Okay. A lot of these books are going to die off in just a few years even. You right, know, like right. Like five, ten years. I mean, it's like the, the, you, you have the, your 15 minutes of fame and you have maybe your one or two years of being like quote-unquote famous. Oh, look, you're on the bestseller list and things like this. But they're just devoid of any... Like so you feel like meaning. they don't have like the staying power of like Anne of Green Gables or oh, something no. like that. Oh no, I mean even in uh, even in like the nonfiction world, they don't have any staying power of like a lot of meaningful topics like you know the body like keeps how to win friends, how to win that? friends and influence people. Yes, that book. That's oh my you know gosh. a lot of people are yeah, on the fence about that, but that's that's been around for that a very book very long has, time. Yeah, it's you know? consistently um, sold copies throughout yeah. a lot of generations. Yeah, and I I just think that that is important. You know, what do you what do you think about that? Do you think I'm off base on that? No, I don't. Obviously, you don't like me name dropping, but I don't care. That's why she brings me on. <laughs> sue me, not her. Just kidding. No, don't you do that. can only sue him if what he says isn't true. That's yeah. how libel. And I'm not. And I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Maybe it's devoid of meaning. Deeper meaning. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I mean, for sure. Obviously, you know, I agree with you. Um, because we're married and we do well, share. We, we've talked a lot we've about talked, this. Yes, we've talked it's a lot about this. It's not because you're, you're, yeah, it's because I'm a man. She just only cared. No, it's not. <laughs> no. It's, <laughs> yeah. yeah, we just, we talk through a lot of different things yes. and I see eye to eye. And I thought that was things. why you should come on because you've mm-hmm. talked to me off the ledge like <laughs> so yeah, that's many true. times. That's true. Uh, I and know. I know like I'm always telling you listeners and watchers that, like, you just need to push through and remember your why. Mm-hmm. And you need someone in your life who can remind you of that why when you're too depressed to do it yeah. yourself. And, like, Travis is that person. Or have me. a good writing group. You know, some writing groups are really good. Some are not that great. But, yes, yeah. Um, but I talk I, about that in my yeah. book, too. <laughs> I think you, listener, watcher, um, I think the, the important thing, how I talked her down and how I really do think of it um, is that um, if you're making something meaningful or something expensive, right? If you're pouring your everything into a, a piece of art or um, or a uh, like a writing, a book, uh, a book or a short story, uh, yeah, a poem, um, uh, a song, you know that means a lot to you. Uh, that you're, it's important for you to put your everything into something and to do your best that you can. Um, now, once you do that. I think that writers and many other people should probably have the same approach that uh, artists have. Like, they hope that someone's going to buy their art, but, like, they've already invested into it. They're proud of what they've done, yeah. and they just let it go. You know? Yes. Uh, you have to let it go. You let it. You you basically raise yeah. it, and then you let it live its own if life. It, because if you are only focusing on the monetary aspect of, of something that you do and you get you feel good about the the money that you get, you are no different than a stockbroker. You're no different than a drug dealer. You're no different than so many other things because all you care about is the money. You don't, you're not caring about what you're actually doing. Right. You know? Yes. Leave um, it to Travis to bring up the most polarizing examples. I, I just uh. think, I just think it's important because right. I, it's a slow fade. Yeah. Look, uh, the reality is obviously Kristen you research all these things, and they're important things to research right. on how to properly, like, um, he's talking about like hiring, hiring a sensitivity yeah. reader. Yeah, no, no, no. Like I'm, not, I'm not even marketing. talking about that. I think that that's you should do that no yeah, matter you what. Should if always, you're putting your best into your book, you hire a sensitivity You need to reader. do that. It's yes. it's like referencing. It's like reading, um, you know, really good poets to be like, hey, I want to be a really good poet. You know, 
you got to like take that in. You got to like do your best. You got to know your rhyme scheme. You got to know what you yes. want to do. Yeah. You can't just like throw stuff and like, like be like, oh, hey, I'm going to burn know. my rhyming dictionary. I don't care yeah, about that. I don't, I don't, well, I don't even <laughs> care about rhyme schemes. I'm just going to do it. I'm going to skit, skit, la, la, scat, scat, right, jazz, I'll just make poems. up all the words. Right. Yeah, no. I, I mean, mean, you could do that. You could do that. But like, like Dr. Seuss, but. But if you're going to take you know, your craft seriously, you're going to look at all these different things, just like, you know, I mean, that's, that's a whole separate thing. But I think, yeah, I think that you put your everything into it. Um, and what that means to many people is, see, this is hard, because it's like, you know, you're like, I want to be a writer. Being a writer means a lot of different things to a lot of different people. Yeah, that's true. You know, you could be like an uh, older person that's just like, you know what, I'm nearing, like, I'm on the latter half of my life. I'm over the hill, so to speak. Yeah, and I want to, I want to like, be a writer. I want to write a book. Uh-huh. And I want it to be good. I don't just want to throw something out there because for the last, what, like 15, 20 years, you can do it through Amazon and self-publish, you know? Right. And so that means that the quality could go down tremendously. Yeah, right? there's no quality checks besides reviews, right. which are um, a whole other thing. Yeah, so I, I just think that in whatever you're doing, which is like you, you have taken so many years. I remember when you started your writing journey with me. Before that, you were even a writer and you had written other stuff before I even met you. That's true. Um, Guilty but, as charged. But I mean, goodness, you know, you've been writing for so long, as long as the kid, as our oldest kid is alive, you know, yeah. uh, as long as our whole marriage. And so seriously you've been writing i what for nine years ten years yeah ten years yeah we're coming and, up on ten years and that's crazy not including you know? sprouts and route yeah that's crazy um and i think that you know you've continually put it in there have been times where you uh bought into the gimmick of just writing for gimmick stuff right just write more books and yeah you'll write make more money. books yeah if you just release a book every out. every three months and just keep the algorithm going and it's all about the See, algorithm and it's knows. not about the i can he i can knows quote all the you language, all this right? stuff i can he, yeah yeah he knows i like. can talk you down from spending six thousand dollars <laughs> if anybody wants to call me text me it's 1-800 don't do it <laughs> Three. <laughs> right, yeah. Travis has 30. watched me, like, so watch a million different pitches or yeah. talk about a million different pitches from people who aren't writers who are yeah. trying to teach you how to write. How does that work? But, I, yeah, it's like I'm so interested because every it, – it's gimmicky to say that every person has a story, right? I don't think it's But gimmicky. that's true. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's absolutely true. Um, I think the way you present it is whether it's gimmicky or not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's true. Um, because I'm always like, your story matters, right? Okay, take for instance, perfect example, all right? Okay, um, Cinderella, okay? Okay. Cinderella, that's a story that we all know. We all it's know been it. done. Um, Redone. Like, obviously, um, Disney did it as a cartoon, yes. really beautiful cartoon. Um, like, help, like it's, um, it's a classic, right? Yes. I mean, it's a classic for what it did. Because they took it very seriously. Disney. Yeah, that's true. Disney was like, here, I'm going to take all my animators and I'm going to take them to France. And I'm going to teach them how to yes. how to do animation in a, in a very, like, classically trained. Cells. Yeah, we're going to, yes. like, but they're yeah. going to be beautifully done. Mm -hmm. And so that's the same with Sleep, uh, Sleeping Beauty and Cinderella and pretty much anything that he right. did from that point on. Yeah, Disney was but, very particular. Okay. For sure. So. And there's been adaptations of that. Obviously, I love Ella Enchanted. Yes, That's so like good. That's... a hilarious 
take on it. Yeah. I just like the so well the done. Old timey escalators. Super fun. A hundred percent. Just agree. A parody of it. Yeah. But a fun parody. Yes. Okay. So, like, obviously, parodies are their own thing, right? They're, they are. They're going for the thing. Yes. But uh, recently, we came across a, a what I would say a a kitschy like gimmicky gimmicky uh, take on it, and it was uh, Amazon's um, Cinderella. Cinderella that they did. That was a um, yeah. That was a musical. Oh. oh, we watched like five minutes of it, and we're like, so. Oof. Well, let me just preface Oof. that by saying we have this rule in our family that we're going to give anything fifteen minutes worth of a chance because fifteen minutes is an amount of time we're comfortable not being able to get. Yeah, back. I think it, the equivalent to that would be what reading the first ten pages of a book or something. Yeah, I right? give it like two. Yeah. Well, so, I give it well, five. Most people give it one. Yeah, professionally, if you're going to submit your book, which I don't even know if they still right. do it anymore, Who of knows? a manuscript, what what? How much do they read? Because I've heard I don't them know. Say, like, they they'll say the like submit the first, first three chapters, but I know they know after yeah. the first two yeah. pages. It's pretty evident what your voice yes. and everything is. Yeah. And if you um, can actually grammatically. So, yeah, for us it was that, and and we were just it was so painful Everyone. Our kids, and it wasn't just us no, it wasn't the kids just were like, the adults the kids were like and these are all like like they know all the actors and actresses in it yeah. they, they're like very like oh we're fans of these people and they're just like oof this is no. so painful they we were like please they're it. like please don't make us do the 15 minute rule that's what they kept saying yeah. they're so like we, please no we couldn't do it so, so we yeah five minutes later so that's I, I don't I can't speak to all of it because we didn't watch all of it so if it miraculously changes and becomes I, a different thing which I, I highly doubt that and again, if there are people out there that are like, "What are you talking about, Travis? That's the best thing ever." Okay, cool, that's great, but like, it's I really, don't know that me as a layman, no. I'm not, I'm not you, a musical fan, right? Uh, like, yeah, we're he not hates a music musicals. Buff. Like, buff? I can't watch Greatest Showman around buff? him. Mm. Fan. Mm. What did she say? Remember? <laughs> yeah, she's making a Sabrina uh, reference, a Sabrina which is my reference. favorite movie, by the but way. But like, yeah, um, yeah. So I mean, there are musicals that I like from time to time. I definitely, I mean, obviously oh Hamilton, we went, he loved. Yeah, Hamilton. I love Hamilton. Everybody loved Hamilton. But we went to go see in at Broadway. We beautiful. went to see Beautiful. Yes, uh, the story the of Carol King. King. Really good. So very amazing. well done. Yes. Um, so he doesn't hate all musicals. So I don't hate musicals. But like, if it's a musical, like he's way less opera, inclined but, to like it in general. Yeah. Do you think that's fair? Uh yeah. If it's like the like sitcoms, the musical episodes, I'm always like, these, Ew, are, yeah. these are throwaways. Throwaway for sure. So, so what I'm basically saying is like, you have a story that's really well done, but they didn't approach it with the way of, hey, like let's let's try let's to let's look at the hard look at this in a fresh new story. way. They're like, hey, let's throw some people at this. Let's put some music behind it. And let's let's try and uh, they, try and they, do something because I, immediately gimmicky, when I thought of it, right? I know immediately when I thought of it, I'm like they are trying to take on uh, like what is it Havana Nights right uh, from not Havana Nights what's the Lin Manuel Miranda oh, one that's like that oh just gosh. came out I know it's like on the streets yeah or I can't like, remember I the can't name remember, but I'm really know. sorry yeah we'll look it up later yeah no we won't but, we won't um, but yeah I just I felt like it was like. Hey, I'm going to rip this off. Right. And Which, that's the thing. He's right? such a creative genius, but he uses all the things in his memory. Like, he uses expensive words. Yeah, totally. Because, like, he cares about the story. And that's... Right. I, anyways, so um, that that's kind of like an, a, a modern-day example of what I would think of by, by, like, having... It can't be gimmicky. You can't be like, right. oh, well, I'm going to write a book uh, from, like... 
from like fifth person, you know, once removed, <laughs> you know, third dimension, third dimension yeah. removed. Just to yeah, and, because and there are things. people that try to do that. But like, I think it's interesting if you're already famous and you're already an established or a prolific can, writer, yes. then you can kind of expand into you that. Can. That's it's what true. artists did, like in the different time periods. You know, you have right, the, but the, you can you yeah. also risk making your normal reader fan base mad at you. Yes, of course. Right, um, but as well, so yeah. in that case. Yeah, you can you can use your influence for good or for evil. Yeah, I, feel I guess like. that's the way for every human. Um, right? <laughs> but I I think like what we're talking about is we got onto the subject of gimmicks because we're trying to talk about the opposite of that. Mm -hmm. So when you're suffering, when you're struggling, like I've been <laughs> struggling and suffering to finish this project. Yeah. Uh, the best thing that you can do, and I want to know your opinion about this. I would say is to use those emotions that are so difficult and to put them into what you're working on. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, no, no. I think that that speaks to obviously the pain of art in general. And that's the thing, uh, you know, I mean, I can't write, I can't draw a picture to save my life. I really can't. I'm, I, I was really bad at like Pictionary, but I've gotten a little bit better. But like, <laughs> there's no cure all screw shading in there. It's, it's not That's good. That's a, a Homestar so, reference. Um, and an art reference in general. But um, yeah, I think for for you, I, I, I just think, you know, you, yeah, you just got to keep on going. Um, oh, yeah. Can you read the post-it note on the wall behind you? Yeah. Just grab it. Sure. Says, you don't know when someone out there is going to need this. Yeah, I wrote that post-it note because I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so tired of recording the audiobook for this. Because <laughs> there were some clips and I had to re-record yeah. some parts of it. But the truth is, like, I don't know. I don't know when someone yeah. who's going to tell a story, like one of my favorite stories, right? Like, someone's going to come write the next Iron Giant and, like, fill yeah. up my heart with sadness and or happiness be Brad at the Bird same if time. It did. So. Bradford, very good. Yeah. But, you know, or like when, uh, you know, Star Wars Lost Stars, like, overtook Pride and Prejudice as my favorite mm, yeah. story. Like, I don't know who out there is going to be the next Is going to be Yeah, well, I remember you. Thing. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's true. You just don't. You got to keep on trying, especially as a reader. I mean, we take risks, right? I mean, if you're not, if you're going to be a boring person, then you're not going to take risks. You're just going to be like, well, I found this one great movie. I'm just going to watch it for the rest of my life or I have, yeah. you know, I only like this particular type of food. No, I don't want to try any other type of ethnicity of food. I'm just going to stick to this. I'm, gonna I'm stick, only going to eat Pittsburgh salads gonna, with I'm fries on them. Stick to casseroles. Ugh, I'm going to no. just stick to casserole. I dishes. mean, if you like casseroles, that's fine. If it but... doesn't come in a rectangle, I'm not eating it. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, you, you have to take risks and you have to, you know, just, I, I think as you're going through those emotions, right? Um, it is good to reflect into them or to sometimes pause a project and be like, hmm, you know what? This doesn't feel right for the for the tone of this. But I'm going to take all these emotions that I'm feeling and, and put them into, I don't know, a short story, a poem, uh, uh, like Just a deal song. with those feelings in another way that's like Yeah, fruitful. or maybe, I mean, uh, it's good to keep a journal, right? Because you have like, I, I write down lines sometimes that I'm like, oh, this would be fun for a line in a, in a book. But you just don't know. It's like and you're gonna use it. What, what was the name of that movie where they're making fun of the writing group? Oh gosh, the guy I don't keeps even a, remember. He keeps he keeps an audio tape and he's all good name for uh, for a character, um, Joe Molasses. 
know? Yeah, I mean, that movie's hilarious. I can't even think of the it's name of like it. It's just like making fun of. But, so, yeah. but yeah, it's good to it's good to like it's good to keep track of like to journal. I mean, I don't do it, but and I know that you don't necessarily do that. I mean, but, my journal you, has bullet lists in it yeah, because I, like in order to, to engage that part of myself, yeah. I can't I'll get too intimidated if I try to be like, I'm writing a memoir or something yeah, like that. So no. I just have bulleted lists for my mental health's sake. Yeah. I, I think it's good to get it out. Or if it works into the tone of your piece, just to work it in. You know? Yeah, for sure. Or you maybe know? you can even like write ahead to a scene yeah. that was going to be or really you have heavy. To, or you have to go back and rewrite and be like, you know what? I want to change the tone of this whole thing because I, I'm just experiencing this thing and I want to talk about this. But now what he's talking about is rewrites, which I hate. <laughs> but um, Which you've done. I, but that's why I hate them <laughs> because they're just like soul crushing. Uh, one you, talk- hate, you hate rewrites like I, artists hate the eraser. You know. I mean, I know. Like, <laughs> I just my goal in life is to never have to rewrite again, and you know that because it's that's so a good goal, painful. but it's an impractical goal. It's not a realistic goal. Well, okay, like I don't want to have to rewrite a whole novel again. That's insane. Sure, that's way yeah. too much. I mean, at, at some point, you, it's just best to abandon it, you know, and to work on something else, I suppose. Right. right. Like, that's why I've said the Plunge into Darkness series is going to be my last time I ever rewrite full novels. And yeah. Last it, time, asterisk, hold her to it, blood oath. I mean, I would be fine if you hold me to that blood <laughs> oath because it's just so, that's like a oh, dark night gosh. of the soul the whole time. That's what yeah. rewrites are like. No. Uh, so... <laughs> I, I think, too, you know, I know there are so many projects that you have, Kristen, that you maybe started when you were younger. But yeah, like, that you I know put what? on a shelf. I'm going to put on a shelf yep. because I'm not ready for this yet. And I think that that takes that is um, that is a mature uh, art. Uh, that is a mature creative to be like, you know, what? I'm not ready for this yet. I, there are something. lots of projects that I have not attempted yet, maybe because I'm scared, but also it like there is something to be said about just doing it. You know, right? Right. Just doing it. And you've done that. You've done that with lots of things where you're like, ooh, I'm going to just try this in middle grade or something. And, and yeah. you just did it. And you're like, well, that didn't turn out the way I, I hoped. But but you did it. Right. And so that's good. Uh, but, yeah, I think that you kind of have to know your limits, too. It's difficult to both know your limits and to push yourself, right? Yes. Yeah, to find that balance between mm-hmm. I'm going to be brave. Right. But I'm yeah. not going to make myself... My, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not going to make my mental health suffer. My mental or emotional sure. health. Yeah, yeah. Although, yeah, it's hard because, like, obviously, you hear like Travis uh, is like, uh, mm, yeah, no, I she cries I, a lot. You guys. No, I, I think, I think. <laughs> sorry, guys. If you're a writer, you're gonna have bad mental health because, like, your whole. Oh, you can't say that. That's such no, an no. Listen, I'll I'll tell you why. Because, like, the whole thing about being a writer right is that you go to a cabin in the woods by yourself and you just write i'm like how is that good for your mental health to be alone with like only, only some, your thoughts no i know some people do that but some you hear people that, that's do like that. that's like the that's like kind of the i the feel like that's a cliche it. i think it's a cliche too but, i mean i know but, people do that for real but yeah you, you, and in the past we've had like you know we have like walden yeah uh, by Thoreau. okay all right you're right in that your mental health should be a priority for for writing because i think and this is why both NaNoWriMo is a blessing and a curse. Which it's, it's not true. too early to start thinking about NaNoWriMo because yeah. it's the end of September, you guys. Kristen got into it the first time, and I think he did, what was it, 100,000 words the first time? Uh, it was something yeah, stupid. It was dumb. It was so dumb. 
It was so dumb. <laughs> for my first panorama, that was yeah, dumb. 100%. I, that's why, like, that's yeah. one of those books that and I pulled out of Amazon. Like, why? You know, because it's like the classic thing where, you know, people think, oh, you, I need to have this many words for it to be successful. But it's like you're just it's it's like when you're writing a college essay and you're like, ooh, I'm at 350. I need 100. <laughs> I need 150 more words. I need 500, to get to 500. words. Yes. I need to get to 500. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, <laughs> a big, big red fire truck. Um, you're looking at synonyms for other words you so you can make them bigger and longer. You start putting a bunch of Yeah. In. It's just quietly, loudly, yeah. <laughs> He whispered. I love doing that to her don't, when we say something. Don't. And then I'll be like, he yelled, and she hates it, and I just love doing it always. <laughs> always. Or like the worst is he'll she be screamed. like, no, not that's not the worst. The what? worst he is no. Yeah. Oh, I thought that was loud. Is he smiled <laughs> because <laughs> yeah. it doesn't make any. sense. Sense. You cannot smile a word. I'm I, doing it right now. No, you're not. You're talking. <laughs> so he talks in a smiley way. Yes, yeah, like please no, don't do yeah, that. Okay. In your, but he does it but yeah, because I, it's hilarious. I think NaNoWriMo is good in that it gets people who who are just constantly dragging their feet about oh I'm gonna be a, I'm gonna write a book I'm gonna write a book yes and then they're like you know what here's a support group you're gonna do it yeah you but have the accountability thing, though, is that you have to set. Uh, like limits I mean like goals to be like I'm gonna yes. write 50,000 words but it's like should you write 50,000 words I mean it's good that you did I mean I but don't it's like think should you though and I, then, and then well, it's like do you do you then lose it after you get edited down below 50,000 words <laughs> in a couple of months after that do you no, just lose that it doesn't that, go okay, away or it doesn't go it away it doesn't go away but I would say that that's why I encourage people, which was your idea, actually, mm -hmm. that you should start with short stories mm -hmm. because they're much easier yeah. to deal with. Honestly, I, I am not a reader. Obviously, I've mentioned that millions of times. Kristen has mentioned it multiple times. But I the, the short stories that I had to read in, in high school like have still stuck into my mind. See, like I'm always telling I, I them. I still remember vivid scenes yeah. from those short I'm, stories. I'm always telling them, like, are what are like some of the most... What are some of the most influential books in your life? Mm -hmm. The books your parents read to you. Yeah, of and course. what are those? Yeah, those that's true. They're those short are stories. short stories. Short children's stories. Yes. That's absolutely true. I know. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, so I just think, you know, yeah, for for sure, mental health is good. And like, look, is it worth kind of pushing yourself uh, to death uh, to get like a little tiny badge or a sticker? From it's on the honor system, anyways, and it's like. But like for people guys. like me, the honor system doesn't matter because if I don't get the badge, I lose my mind. Oh, man. So uh, yeah, but she's yes. gonna get them tattooed onto her body. I, I have learned. I, I have learned to set more reasonable <laughs> goals. Right? I know. What Camp Panorama. There's some, there's plenty of ways. It's cool. It's really good. I love what they're doing, but it, it can be very dangerous as well. In that, like, right. your art is good, suffering. Maintain right? good mental health. Yes, right. That's and, the and your one mental thing. health is suffering because you're like, I gotta stay up till two in the morning to get my words in for the day. But I would say, like, to close out this thing because we're almost gonna be at an hour, which is way longer than any mm -hmm. of my episodes. I would say that um, when you are in the dark night of the soul that you realize that it's temporary, yeah. right? And that's what he reminds mm -hmm. me, like, when I'm like, I can't do this yeah, anymore. Yeah. He's like, this this is temporary. Like, you're working on something that's taking you a long time, and you will be able to finish it, and then you can move yeah. on to the next thing, which is I always have a list of projects that I mm -hmm. want to write. It's like a mosaic. Um, it's like you're doing a mosaic inlay, right, of, uh, you know, you've seen those historical mosaic 
um, have to talk a little pieces, bit louder. pieces of glass that are, you know, cut pieces of glass that are colored that can, you know. They're little are, tiny pieces. Yeah, they're like a pixelated thing. Right. So it's like you could, you know, it's just like that. You, you have to keep on going to get the full picture of what's going on. You, you're not going to have a book if you stop um, way before, you know, your uh, your uh, pinch point and all those other terms that Kristen loves to, <laughs> to use. You, you, you're not going to have a story if you don't have characters that are really well developed. Yes. Um, and you're just not going to have a story if you don't finish. Yeah, 100%. All right. Well, cute man that I love, thank <laughs> you for being on the show today. You are welcome, writer uh, lady that I try to talk down from the ledge all the time. <laughs> but, I mean, like, honestly, I just wanted to be transparent with you all because it's hard. It Sometimes it's yeah. really hard, and I understand, and I know that, and I want to prepare you for that. Mm-hmm. So remember, it's temporary. You will get out of it. Have people around you, like this guy next to me. But not me, because I'm, you know, I have to be here. Because <laughs> he's mine. Too bad. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it is never too late to write the story of your heart, and I will see you slash talk to you next time. Bye. Bye. This has been another episode of the Writing Expensive Words podcast with me, your host, Kristen Spencer. I'd love to hear your amazing writing thoughts and questions from your awesome writing brain. You can find me on Instagram at kristen.n.spencer or at literary symmetry. Or you can email me at kns at literarysymmetry.com. This podcast is funded by awesome listeners like you. If you'd like to support this podcast and keep it rolling, you can head over to www.patreon.com forward slash expensive words. You can keep all of my hosting and software needs going for the show by donating less than what it costs for one fancy cup of tea a month. And to be eligible to join writing coaching calls with me, check out the $12 a month sponsorship. You will get to ask me questions live about the story of your heart once a month and meet other cool writers. Thanks again for listening and happy writing.